Welcome to the Believe in the Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Bo Smolka, joined once again by my co-host, former Ravens tight end Daniel Wilcox. And today we are going to take a long look at Lamar Jackson, his contract, his future, his options, the Ravens options, and where this team goes from here with what is the number one storyline for this team and really one of the number one storylines in the league as the offseason is upon us here in Baltimore. Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh met with the media last week at the season-ending news conference. They had a lot to talk about with Lamar Jackson, and we will get into that. And we'll get Daniel Wilcox's read on kind of where where Lamar Jackson might be sitting right now and what might happen uh, if he gets a franchise tag, as a lot of people expect will happen. Before we do that, I want to remind you that all Believe in the Ravens podcasts are sponsored by Bet Bet BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL playoffs, pro, college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your reward. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Daniel Wilcox, the Baltimore Ravens, and Lamar Jackson. This was a story all last summer. They did not get a contract settled. Both sides said, we're going to put it off until the offseason, and here we are at the offseason. The offseason is upon us. Lamar Jackson is set to become a free agent in March. His fifth-year option is done. The Ravens have said, Lamar Jackson has said, that they're going to work on an extension, but until an extension happens, it hasn't happened, and Lamar Jackson is set to become a free agent. I don't think there's anyone in Baltimore that thinks he will become a free agent. If, it, if, if an extension doesn't happen, the Ravens will almost certainly use a franchise tag on him. If they were to use the exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, which means no other teams can negotiate with him, the Ravens are looking at pro- roughly 40 to $45 million all charged to the cap this year. A huge bite of their salary cap would go into that franchise tag. They could also use what's called a non-exclusive franchise tag which would be a lot cheaper, not cheap, but more like 30 to $32 million, I believe. But if non-exclusive means other teams could negotiate with Lamar Jackson, and if he signs an offer sheet that the Ravens don't match, the Ravens would receive two first-round draft picks in return. Now, the Ravens believe if they're going to trade Lamar Jackson, they deserve more than two first-round draft picks. So I would think that they would have to apply the exclusive franchise tag. The Ravens held their season-ending news conference last week. Uh, Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh were adamant that they expect a, an extension to happen. They both talked about it. Uh, Eric DaCosta said he sees no reason why Lamar Jackson will not be the week one quarterback in the fall. John Harbaugh said 200% he wants Lamar Jackson back as the quarterback. He said he wants him here. DaCosta wants him here. Steve Bashotti wants him here. Lamar Jackson wants to be here. So Daniel Wilcox, if all that's true, why hasn't it happened yet? Cut the check. You got to cut the check, Bo. You know, at the end of the day, that's what it all boils down to. And it's it's not a good feeling to feel like somebody don't want you or whatever. I mean, this wasn't if this wasn't football, and this was a regular job, right? It was time your contract was up. You you know you don't know if they're going to extend you. You don't know if you're going to be at this job another five years, another ten years, because your contract that you started off with is now officially up. 
you would be freaking out. You'd be panicking. You're trying to figure out how you're going to pay your bills. You know, you know, what's next? You know, where are you going to go to next? You know, you're trying to think you got to move the family. You don't know. You, you're trying to figure it all out. And it's no different from us. This is our job, you know? So yeah, we go to work. Yeah. It's not a nine to five. It's a lot longer than a nine to five every single day, you know, but it's our job. And yeah, it comes with a lot of perks. You know, but at the end of the day, it's our job. We want to know if we're going to have job security. We want to know if we're going to be in our home another five years or if I got to start looking for somewhere else to to stay or or if I got to move back home, you know, where I was born and raised at, you know. So it's a very tough emotional experience. When Lamar said he was going to wait to the season, no, to after the season to negotiate the contract because he wasn't happy with the terms they came up with, I was biting my nails for him. And I was praying to God he had like a stellar season this year and just took the Ravens to a Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I know how much stress that is on somebody. I mean, you watch Tom Brady fall apart this year with his wife left and the kids, you know, all that type of stuff. This is an emotional sport. It's a very emotional sport. When you got a lot of distractions, man, it's hard to play it at the best level that you possibly can. You're thinking about things you shouldn't be thinking about at times when you should be thinking about other things. And unfortunately, they couldn't get the deal done before the season last year. And this went on throughout the season. And it's been a topic of conversation all freaking season long. The Internet is has no no heart at all. They just won't stop. They won't let up. Every time he did something good, pay the man. Every time he did something bad, that's why they ain't paying him. You know, it, it's, such, it's such a crazy world right now. This world that we're living in. Everybody has access to you and everybody has access to say stuff. And you saw Lamar get frustrated throughout the season on Twitter and said some things that he probably shouldn't have said, you know, but that's also due from the buildup of him not getting paid and then getting banged up and hurt. Now he's even more frustrated. And, you know, I, I feel bad for him, you know, being a young kid. And, you know, this summed it up. You know, University of Georgia won his second national championship in a row, you know, with Stetson Bennett, and he's 25, and so is Lamar. Yep. You know, he, you know that's that's the quarterback that you have. You know, he's uh, basically still a college kid, in, in, you know, in so, such a sense. But he's been your starting quarterback for the last four or five years, and he's still a baby. You know, at that being said, he's a grown man, and he wants to get paid. He wants to know that his team loves him as much as he loves his team. That's all. It's been reported, and, and no, we don't we don't get to see Lamar Jackson much. We, he hasn't spoken to the media since he got hurt against Denver in early December. So, and of course, the co- contract talks haven't really contact questions haven't come up since he kind of shut them down in August. But by all accounts, he would like a guaranteed contract, a fully guaranteed deal like Deshaun Watson got. And to Lamar Jackson's point, I mean, you could certainly make the strong case that if Deshaun Watson gets a fully guaranteed contract, then I deserve a fully guaranteed contract. There's absolutely no reason for him not to push for that the league and steve bashotti in particular the ravens owner have made it clear that they are not on board with fully guaranteed contracts and i know you are a strong proponent of fully guaranteed contracts why is that absolutely well my last season in baltimore i got a fully guaranteed contract it wasn't a lot of money we wasn't talking about millions and millions of dollars like lamar is right now and keep in mind you know like you know forty thousand dollars forty million dollars is a lot of money you know after taxes it's about 25 mil it's not 40, 40 mil, you know, so you have to keep that type of stuff in mind. Like a lot of that money is going to be gone before you even see it. He's not going to even get a chance to touch it. Then he still got to pay his 3% to his agent, which is him and his mom. That's right. You know, I mean, mom get 3% now, I guess, <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, um, having a guaranteed contract to us means a lot. You know, everybody got them except football and we, we play the most dangerous sport in the world, you know, and it, it's made up mostly out of black men. 
You know, so why are you not guaranteeing our contracts? You know, everybody else got them. Baseball got them. Soccer got them. Hockey has them. Basketball has them. But football don't supposedly the most dangerous sport. It doesn't have guaranteed contracts, but you guarantee the coaches contracts that don't have to go out here and do nothing. Coaches get fired every day and they still get paid for five or six years later. Brian Billy got fired when I was there and he was on, on television making another million or so dollars. And he was still getting paid from the Baltimore Ravens for another four or five years. How come we can't get guaranteed contracts? You know, put your put your money where your mouth is. And, and you know, so the sense we go out here and we play hard every single day and put our lives on the line. And um, you know, with Lamar being your quarterback, it, he should feel some kind of way. And I, I told you, I, I said this last time, Bo, and I just felt like when you go see Colin Murray get paid, you see Deshaun Watson get paid. Lamar haven't did anything conduct detrimental to the team at all, and he can't get paid. You know, pay the man, man. Figure out a way to, to get it done. He's by far, by far, Bo, since 1996, when the Ravens first came out, he's by far the best quarterback they've ever had. The most dynamic, the most explosive, the most, probably the nicest arm, one of the strongest arms they've ever had. And he's just, and he's he could be easily be the franchise of the whole, he could be he could easily be the face of the whole franchise and the whole NFL. Easily. You know, so to me, in my mind, it's like, well, why wouldn't he get paid? Why wouldn't he get his, his millions? And all year long, other teams have been advocating, hey, we got money underneath the cap. You know, the Jets have put their markers out there. The Falcons have put their markers out there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody's saying we got money. The Ravens don't. We, we got it. You know, let us know. And I just feel like, you know, it, it doesn't help that you go pay Roquan Smith 100 mil real quick. You know, that now, doesn't help either. Now, Roquan Smith deal was also not fully guaranteed. And yeah. and but it that's it. And Roquan Smith also does not have an agent, so that's interesting. I thought two other things came up. Yes, uh, at the press conference with Eric Tacosta and John Harbaugh, and Eric Tacosta said it was not an easy process. He said it was a burden on both sides in dealing with Lamar Jackson, and he right. said you know it takes two to tango, and and it, it sounded like there's it's not easy. And I, I know Eric Tacosta has done plenty of tough negotiations over the years with some of his players. Now, the negotiations are not all that easy. Um, the Roquan Smith thing came together fairly quickly. Who knows why? Maybe Roquan Smith just certainly wanted to be here, you know, but it was not fully guaranteed. And I think if Lamar Jackson had been offered a fully guaranteed deal way back when, he'd probably be in, in under contract right now. But he's not in it. And, and if he's going to hold out for that fully guaranteed hard line, then I'm not sure the Ravens are going to meet him there. And let's assume for a minute they don't. and they, And they cannot get to this... Uh, agreement before March 7th. March 7th is the deadline when teams have to apply a franchise tag to a player. I would almost, it would have, the Ravens would almost certainly have to use the franchise tag. They don't want to just let him go away as a free agent. So they will then, let's say they apply, let's just say for the sake of our discussion, they use the exclusive franchise tag and they are in for $45 million on Lamar Jackson for next year. Lamar Jackson has a franchise tag he is playing under it for the next year because they did not get a contract extension done. He's based effectively on a one-year $45 million deal. If you're him, Daniel Wilcox, are you showing up to OTAs? Are you showing up to training camp, or are you holding out, and why? I will, if I don't get paid before training camp, I would definitely hold out. This thing, it's been going on too long. This negotiation has been going on since last, like early last year or, or whatever. I, I don't know. It's, it's feel like it's been an eternity. And like I just said, man, he went through the entire season – and I'm biting my nails for Lamar that he doesn't get hurt. You know, and he ends up getting hurt. You know, I wanted him to have the best year that he's had, even better than his, his first year playing where he took off and got the MVP where he started the whole season that year. Um, I, I really want him to have a great year this year. 
And unfortunately, that, those it didn't work out in his favor. You know, the, the offense, of, the, the coaching this year to me has been horrendous in Baltimore. It just has not been great. You know, and I've been saying it all year long. I just it started off with defense and then it ended up with offense. It's like it was on a rotation, you know, and um, I just feel like I feel like Lamar, he deserves to be in a better situation where his name isn't talked about in regards to a contract. You know, and if I was him, if I don't get paid, I would I would definitely hold out. And I don't think he's that type of player. And and, and, it's, and it sucks that you even have to say that, that he's that that type of player. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what kind of player are you? You're holding out because they're not paying you. You know, it's not like you're a bad person because you're holding out. You're holding out because I'm putting my life on the line to go out. I can get hurt any day now, any play now, any second now. All it takes is one second to break a leg or break something or tear something, and you're done for that year. And now everybody's like, he should have held out. Oh, man, that sucks for Lamar. And it and it, it gets swept underneath the rug, you know. And I just don't agree with that, man. You know, we we are brainwashed as players to come in and play a game that we love to death. And it ain't even all about the coaches and the organization brainwashing you. We brainwash ourselves. We play through anything. We play. I don't care if we hurt, we'll play through it. You know, broken leg, broken foot, broken fingers, you know, torn ligaments, you know, sprained ligaments, sprained ankles, sprained knees. We play through every freaking thing. I had a guy with a cracked sternum and played the whole game, whole second half of the game with a cracked sternum. His his chest cavity could have collapsed and went into his lungs and punctured his lungs and killed him. And he played through the whole freaking second. And he was a linebacker. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. And then we appraised, then we praised how tough he was. You know, it was more like how stupid he was for playing like that. You know, you shouldn't set your butt down, man, when you found out you was hurt and your chest was hurt. And you you just don't understand, like, the things that we put ourselves through mentally as players. We're gladiators, and we know we're gladiators, and we'll fight to the death. If we're going to die, we want to die with honor on that football field, you know, rather in our own home, in the bed, or something like that. So it's one of those things, man, where we we we, we pray and we go hard, and we feel invincible until we're not, you know. And Lamar probably felt invincible until he started getting these little nicks and knacks, these little injuries that's kind of put him on the sideline. If he goes out there and he doesn't hold out and he doesn't get his contract, if his contract is paid, he'll be at every camp. He's that kid. He's that guy. Mm-hmm. If you don't pay him, I don't, I don't think he should go. I, I will hold out until I get paid. Well, Lamar, John Harbaugh was asked at the season any news conference if he thought Lamar Jackson would hold out, and, and he, he implied that, hey, Lamar Jackson, we don't know, but he's not the kind of guy that does something like that. But that's hard to say. It's easier to say that now. It's t- totally different if he's if he's on if the franchise tag is in place, and we'll see what happens there. Yeah. The other possibility, the other possibility is that they tag Lamar Jackson, and then they look to trade him for a new haul of players and draft picks and rebuild this thing completely with a new offensive coordinator. Now, that is a whole different animal. And I asked Eric DaCosta at the press conference last week, is this something the Ravens would consider? Would they entertain trade offers for Lamar Jackson if he's on the franchise tag? And at the time, Eric DaCosta said, we are not going to Talk about that right now. Right now, our full mm-hmm. focus is on an extension. You mentioned the Atlanta Falcons. You mentioned the New York Jets. There are certainly teams out there that would be interested in Lamar Jackson. They have money, and it's very possible teams like that might they might look and say, you know what, we'll give you a guaranteed contract. We'll give you the guaranteed contract that the Ravens won't. Um, right. So, it, But if he were to be traded, it would be a shockwave in this town Lamar Jackson in the time that he's been here you can debate whether he or Flacco or or the best quarterback in the the history of the franchise whatever but I will say Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. is as energetic a player as the Ravens have had here right up there with 
Ray Lewis and so, and the energy. I'm not saying that I'm not saying he's the Ray Lewis caliber as a player at the position, <laughs> or whatever. But Excuse the energy in this town from the day Lamar Jackson was drafted has just been electric, and the fans revere him. And at training camp practices, when he gets on the field, it just there's a roar when he takes the field. So if they were to trade him, they lose that, and and they're going to have some fans that are really going to be upset. And that would be then they then of course they still need to figure out who's the quarterback if he's not here, and so that is getting ahead of ourselves as I said because Eric DeCosta said we are absolutely working on getting this contract done, getting this extension done. He strongly uh, sounded optimistic it would happen, but to your point, it didn't happen last year, didn't happen the last eighteen months, and somehow he's convinced it's going to happen in the next six weeks. And yeah. I know deadlines sometimes have a way of making things happen. But uh, as I said, until it happens, it, it, it hasn't. And there is going to be some tension. There's going to be some nervousness. There's going to be some uncertainty. And all the while, they're hiring a new offensive coordinator who doesn't know what the status is with his quarterback. Is he going to be here? Is he going to be paid? Is he going to hold out my full? I mean, what happens? You have, what happens, Daniel Wilcox? You have a first-year offensive coordinator from outside the building, just getting to know everything, and your quarterback holds out in training camp. How how, how damaging would that be? Um, it's extremely damaging. I mean, you you need your quarterback there to get your entire program going and and uh, to kind of get your bearings about what the offense is going to be. Luckily, you got a good a great backup like in Tyler Huntley because he could come in and kind of still orchestrate your offense and you could still run things through him. You know, but I think it it, it any OC wants to have all his tools in place when he's going to start game planning and putting together the schemes and, and understanding. And I, I I feel wholeheartedly if I was the OC coming in, I would want I would want to know who's my quarterback, who's my starting quarterback, even even before I took the job. Like if, if Lamar is not locked in place, I don't know if I would jump and take this job because the Ravens have always been a defense first organization. This could be a, a, a like a. a what do you call it, uh, Bo? When you 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 take a job and you know you think it's a good job, but it's, it ends up not being that good of a job. And now you're trying to look for a better job when you leave here, but now you don't messed up your resume because you took that suck job mm-hmm. that you thought was gonna be good. You know, and the Ravens have always been a defensive first team. You know, so I think as an OC coming in, if it's me, I want to know who I have in place as QB because my job depends on that QB. You know, my career depends on who my QB is. The reason why some of these OCs, OCs are legendary and getting these head coaching jobs is because they had a Peyton Manning. They had a Drew Brees. You know, Sean Payton had a Drew Brees, you know, and that, that allowed him to be great. You know, um, it's, it's the OCs that figure it out without a great quarterback. To me, they're the ones that are really, really special, you know. Mm-hmm. But the ones that have, you know, your Tom Brady's, how, how good really are you? You had Tom Brady. You know, how good really are you? You had Peyton Manning, you know, he he's going to do the work for you. He's a true leader on and off the field. He'll call his receivers out if he have to call them out, you know, and he'll he'll meet them in places where he would normally be. You know, you know, Peyton Manning would be down in Miami with Reggie Wayne working, you know. You know, to me, that's the thing that that separates a good quarterback from, you know, from the rest. You know, he'll he'll take on all the all the responsibility. He'll take all the smoke. He'll do everything he needs to do in order to put you in a great situation and that chemistry is so important from the OC to the quarterback and the quarterback's coach. And, you know, it's, it's so, it's so important, man. Like you, you have to bring people in that will allow these guys to flourish. You know, this is all about the relationship game. So what kind of relationship can I establish with this guy? You know, I don't want to talk to the girl that I never get to see. I want to talk to the girl I always get to see. (laughs) Right. You know, it's all about relationships. Yeah. So, I mean, if I, 
if 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 we're going into this relationship and we're talking about spending time with each other, but you're never ever around, don't answer the phone when I call because you're holding out. <laughs> then, then what am I supposed to do? Yeah, you know, at at that standpoint, you're you're setting me up for failure. Well, that's I, what would be happening if a, if he came in without a Lamar Jackson. Right. I mean, so that's 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 one of the most fascinating things of this whole thing is uh, there's going to be a new offensive coordinator. We know that because that Greg Roman is gone. And that new offensive coordinator or people that interview for that job don't even know really the status of the franchise quarterback. And that's got to be a little unsettling for both sides. I, as I said, I think Lamar Jackson is looking for a fully guaranteed deal. And if he doesn't move off that, then I'm not sure a deal gets done. Often these things happen. Both sides have to move a little bit. And maybe maybe the guarantee deal isn't fully guaranteed, but the Ravens up the potential for the maximum dollars. Uh, as we said this year, the, you know Lamar Jackson missing the past five games and then the playoff loss, that complicates things as well. And if you're Steve Bishotti, you say, well, I'm giving a fully guaranteed guy, contract to a guy who missed extensive time in each of the last two years. It's not my money. It's Steve Bishotti's money. But he has been on on board saying he's not in favor of these fully guaranteed contracts. And he said one thing he said was he definitely didn't think Deshaun Watson be, would should be the first one. I think at some point, I do think at some point, this league is going to angle toward fully guaranteed contracts. The question is, will Lamar Jackson be the first to get it other than Watson? Or who is going to... Because once it starts, I don't think it stops. And the other interesting thing here is now Joe Burrow... Justin Herbert are both eligible for contracts extensions at this point in their career. So I think all the quarterbacks are going to start watching each other and see what happens with the, with the pay is going to get crazy. What are the guarantees? Is it fully guaranteed? Does Joe Burrow take his team to the Super Bowl again and then march in and ask for fully guaranteed deal? There's a lot in play here, but it is a fascinating time for Lamar Jackson. I will say this when Lamar Jackson sat there after this, at his last press conference in August before the season started and said, I'm kind of done talking about the contract till after the season. And Eric DaCosta said, we're going to put off contract talks till after the season. We're not going to talk about the contract anymore. I said then that just because they don't want to talk about the contract doesn't mean people aren't going to talk about the contract. As you said, it's been a constant, constant storyline throughout the season when he does well, pay the guy when he doesn't do well. That's why he's not getting the guarantee. And, and it is. It's got to be distracting for him. It's got to be distracting to it some is. extent. And so now here we are. I mean, if uh, put yourselves in Lamar Jackson's shoes for the next... I don't know, five to six weeks, Daniel Wilcox. I know you're not Lamar Jackson, but if you were in a situation like this, what's your mindset between now and when and when the tag happens? I think um, I'm looking at every option I can. Normally I would be like, you know, a agent, my agent need to be trying to figure out, you know, who else is interested, you know, what are they talking about number wise? He don't have an agent. So all that has to be filtered through him. And that's what makes it hard because now when teams want to talk to your agent, they're going to call you directly. And now they gotta have, now they gotta have those conversations directly to you. So he already knows, you know, by now my agent would know. So I'm assuming Lamar already know what other teams have and what they want to give them. This is what we would guarantee you. Oh, they only guaranteed you 120. Oh, we'll guarantee you 220. Hands down. You know, we got 220 right now waiting on you. You know, how long you want this thing to play out with the Ravens? He's having these conversations. He got to have these conversations. If he's not having it, it's being filtered through his mom. Either way I go, his mom is sitting there having these conversations. I mean, technically, he's not allowed to have conversations yet, but, you know, there's back-channel yeah. ways of people talking and so forth. I mean, I mean, somebody has to have them if you don't have an agent, right? Right. Who's having them? Somebody got to have them. Because by now, my agent would already know. 
he would already be telling me like, hey, man, you know, we've already getting interest from Cleveland or we already getting interest from somebody, you know, Indianapolis, you know, somebody knows and it's somebody has to know. So maybe his mom knows. I don't I don't know. But whatever it is, it's got to be hush hush. He can't say nothing about it at the same time. You know, I'm trying to figure out, you know, where I'm going to lay my head, you know, where, where am I going to be? And Charm City has been home to him and Charm City to him feels a lot like Miami, just a lot colder, you know, the way people treat him. You know, the no. way people treat him. Yeah, the Baltimore, the city of Baltimore has embraced Lamar Jackson. 100%. You know? 100%. And when, I, and when I say, like, the best quarterback in the franchise history, like, I, I don't take nothing away from Joe Flacco because Flacco was that guy. He was the best in franchise history when he came in. You know, I think Lamar is the most dynamic quarterback, the most explosive quarterback that the Ravens have ever seen or ever had. He was what Michael Vick was to Atlanta when Michael Vick came in. And I feel like that's what the Ravens have. And I know how this city of Atlanta backed Michael Vick then, and I know how they still backs him now. They still hold Michael Vick to one of the highest standards of quarterbacks that the Falcons have ever had. Lamar Jackson is already a living legend in the city of Baltimore, and he means a lot to that city. You know, somebody like Steve Bashotti that grew up being a ball born on the sideline that that bled Indianapolis Colts, Baltimore Ravens. You know, he that that team means so much to Steve Bashotti. So much. And he wants to see Baltimore flourish. He wants to get this deal done. He wish he could have got it done last year. Sometimes you have to play a little bit of hard, hard ball in these situations and you can't just give in with every every single, you know, ask and want or whatever. You know, but he he deserves to get paid quite a bit, you know, and I don't know how much that number is or how much that number should be. But I know what the way the offense was ran in Baltimore, he was everything to that offense, every single thing. Well, that became very clear because when he went out, they dropped about 12 points a game. They their their offense dropped sharply uh, about 12 points a game when he went out. So there's no question about that. And and as you said, as Eric DaCosta said last week, it takes two to tango and these negotiations happen and, and both sides have to kind of look and, and volley numbers. And it, it is, that's how negotiations always work. It will be fascinating to see uh, what will, will Lamar Jackson come off the fully guaranteed line? Will the Ravens <clears throat> add a little more money if he comes off the fully guaranteed line to the potential total? And, and can they meet? Uh, Harbaugh, DaCosta, they both adamant, adamant that they expect and want Lamar Jackson back and expect a deal to happen. And But it will be the most fascinating storyline for this team uh, and, until at least March 7th, which is the deadline for the franchise tag. Well, we will continue to monitor this. This, as I said, is number one story in Baltimore. It's probably the number one story in the NFL until a deal is done or some closure happens with the Lamar Jackson situation. We'll be following that over the course of the next month, and we'll be back with another show looking at other issues because there's actually 52 other players on the team other than Lamar Jackson and really many more than that in training camp. And this roster has some other issues, and we'll look at into some of the key free agent Uh, free agents to be will they be back in baltimore who might be salary cap casualties what veterans might decide to hang it up and not come back for another year there's a lot of other questions on this team other than lamar jackson but lamar jackson of course is question number one so we'll be back with another show looking more closely at the rest of this roster and we'll have any news that comes breaks on the offensive coordinator search and of course the lamar jackson contract situation for former Ravens tight end Daniel Wilcox, this is Bo Smolka on the Believe in the Ravens podcast presented by Bet Online.